Thanks for listening to the Tower Hill Church Podcast. Our prayer is that today's message will challenge and inspire you to pursue Jesus and to love people to life. We're in our series, Going Fishing. Today, uh, you know, last week we talked about, we called to be fishers of men. We used a lot of things, I last week tell you basically uh, how fishing correlates with really fishing for men. About using different... Uh, bait sometimes and using different things to be able to but the word of god never changes amen the word of god never changes but you may use different techniques and different things like i told you last week one of my and i'm not going to cast them today because you know why uh i didn't take the hooks out (laughs) and so that wouldn't be good but like i told you last week there's different techniques and my my first technique i go to is the wacky worm and it's a wacky rig they call it but you buy this, this is very complicated. Not really. It's, it's a rubber worm that you put an O-ring around, and you put the hook between the worm and the O-ring, and just it does its, it does its stuff. But the, and so a lot of times fishing has a lot to do with us. But today we're not going to be talking about necessarily the rods, but we're going to be talking about this, the tackle box. The tackle box. What's in your tackle box? What's in your tackle box? But as we talk about that this morning, what's in your tackle box? I got to tell you another story about a game warden. Okay, the game warden was checking fishing license, and he got to this place. And he walked from his truck, heading to the lake, and there was a man that was coming toward him that was carrying a bucket of fish. And the man, and the game warden asked the man, he says, "Do you have a fishing license?" And the guy goes, "No, sir, I don't." And so the the game warden said, "Listen, I am going to have to give you a ticket." for not having fishing license. And the man says, no, sir, these are my pet fish. These are my pet fish. He says, I bring them down to the lake every afternoon and give them about a half an hour and they have that half an hour to swim. He says, then when I whistle, they come right back into the bucket. (laughs) The game warden said, that cannot be true. He said, it is true. He says, what I want you to, he says, the man says, sir, come with me back and I'll show you. So he came back down to the lake. The man poured the bucket of fish out, and they stood there for about 15 minutes. And the game warden said, okay. The man said, okay, what? He said, whistle and call the fish. He said, what fish? <laughs> so, well, it got you laughing anyhow. So I want to talk about your tackle box. What is in your tackle box? Now, see, I have in my tackle box, let me, I got a lot of different things when it comes to fishing. And like I told you yesterday, some, some things catch the fishermen, not the fish. This container here, it has, it's got weights. It's got all different sizes of hooks for different things that I fish with. I mean, just everything. There's a, anybody know what a Carolina rig is? Carolina rig. Who knows that? Okay, a Carolina rig is, it's, well, it, it, you use something like this. You, you put this, you tie this to your pole, your line, you put another line on here with a, a bait, and when it sinks, this, this, the, the sinker will uh, go out and let the bait stay up high, a little bit higher. How many knows what a Texas rig is? One person. Oh, a couple of you. Okay, fishermen. Texas rig. That's where you take one, a small weight like this, Slide it onto your line. You put your worm or whatever you put in there, and it just keeps it going right on the bottom, stays together. It's okay. So it's like it's like it's like 
that's that, okay? So just, I'm just trying to share you, with you a couple of things this morning because there's, there's got to be stuff in your tackle box. And there's things that God has placed in your life and in my life that we are to use for His glory and for His honor. Amen? So, like I said, this one... I'm sorry for turning my back to you guys over there. But, but this one, there's, there's all kinds of lures. I mean... Some of them were designed to catch fish. Some of them were designed to catch fishermen. <laughs> but there's all kinds of lures. And I know every, everybody that's ever fished, you probably have bought stuff that you really didn't need or never even use. Uh, I mean, these are, these are like spinner baits. They're really, really. I bought several of these, and I haven't really had too much luck on them. But I know some people fish them all the time and have great luck with that. But there's all, all these different ones I have in here. But see, everything, everything I have in my box is for one purpose, right? What's that purpose? It's to fish. It's not, it's not to play fishing. It's not to act like I'm fishing. It's, it's made to go fishing with. Amen? And so my, the, what we want to talk about today is what's in your tackle box? See, I believe Jesus wants us to fish for men. And he's put certain things in our life that we can use. Now, I don't have everything listed that he's put in your tackle box. But I do have a few things that he has put in our tackle box. And so, as we look at this, the, what uh, I want you to understand, all we need is in Christ. All we need is in Christ. Do you believe that? Yes. Listen to what the Word of God says. It says in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 2, he says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of, of our Lord Jesus Christ. Our Lord Jesus as his divine power has given, us, given to us all things pertaining to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his glory and virtue, by which we have been given, given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature and having escaped the corrupt, corruption that is in the world through lust. Now think about this. There's two things I want you to see. He says in verse 2, he says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And then he says down in the next verse, he makes, the, he makes a statement. And he says, his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him. So where does that all come from? Where, I mean, we have to understand it's through our relationship with Christ. He's given us everything that we need. He's given us everything we need for life and godliness. He's given us everything that we need to be able to be fishers of men. And what are we doing with it? He, but see, you grow when you get into the Word of God. Amen? You grow when you learn more about who Christ is and what He wants to do in your life. It's amazing because He says, both times He says, Great, His mercy and grace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God. He says, He's given you everything through the knowledge of Him. I mean, if we're going to grow spiritually, we've got to get to know Him better. And I tell you what, as you get to know Him better, you'll become a better fisherman. Amen? So, what's in your tackle box? What's in, his ta what's in your tackle box? The spiritual tackle box that you have. What is it, some of the things that God has given you? And here's what I want to say. The first thing is this. The name of Jesus. How many of you know there's power in the name of Jesus? There's power in the name of Jesus to break every bondage. There's power in the name of Jesus to take the, the person who might have been messed up on crack or whatever and deliver them and set them free and turn their lives totally around. It was through the power of the name of Jesus. 
I mean, that's something that God has given us that we, we can pray to him in Jesus' name. And he will answer. Amen? Matter of fact, Philippians 2.9 says this. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names. There's nothing like the name of Jesus. Amen? I mean, I mean my mom... And uh, I would hear her praying sometimes. And all she, all I'd sometimes she'd just say, be saying, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Touch them. Jesus, touch them. Jesus, change their heart. Jesus, get, touch them. And she just used the name of Jesus in, in fervency, not just in, in just saying it. She was in fervency. And so, church, I want you to know that the name of Jesus, there's still power in the name of Jesus to set the captive free. Amen. There's power in the name of Jesus to set the word. The second weapon that he's given, or the second thing he's put in your tackle box is this. It's the Word of God. It's the Word of God. You can't know God without the Word. You can, you might, you can get saved and you can stay an infant because you don't eat from the Word of God. Because the only way you're going to develop and grow is through the Word of God. You've heard me say it for now for over 24 years. It's the word and prayer. The word and prayer, and you get tired of that, it's prayer and the word, prayer and the word. I mean, you've got to stay in the word of God. It can't ever get old to you. I know some people say, well, they go, they read for a while, and they say, I'm just not getting anything out of it. I don't sense anything. I tell them, keep reading. Keep reading, because you know what? It's going to change your life. You're not always going to feel it. It's by faith that we live, amen? But the word of God is one of the things that God has given you to combat everything the enemy would try to throw at you. What did Jesus do when he was tempted in the garden? He used the word. Amen. He used the word of God. Now, listen, this is not just a book. It's not just a book. Listen to what the word of God says about it in Hebrews chapter four, verse 12. It says, for the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than any sharpest two edged sword. Cutting between the soul and spirit, between joint and marrow, it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. What does that, church? The Word of God. Have, have anybody ever had, to, had the Lord do surgery on you through the Word of God? Anybody? I mean, the Word of God, all of a sudden you're, you think you're doing well, and all of a sudden you're reading along in Scripture, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit brings that Scripture alive. You go, oh, I'm not doing so well. Oh, I, I, I need to make some changes here. But this is, some of the th- this is what God has given us, church. He's given us the, the, the use of, it, of the name of Jesus. He's given us the word of God. I mean, those are go-to baits. Amen? And it's, but these are, these are given to us not just to build us up, but it's to help us to be better fishermen. The next thing that God has given us is, is the Holy Spirit. When you got born again, the Spirit of God came to live within you. But see here, we, uh, uh, we believe also there's a deeper walk with God in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit where people get baptized and filled with the Spirit of God. And, and all of a sudden they're open to what God may, more open to what God might, may want to do to, through their lives. But look what it says in Acts 1.8. It says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. I mean, God, the main reason people are baptized in the Holy Spirit is to be witnesses for Christ. 
I speak in tongues. I believe in praying in tongues. There's nothing wrong with it. But that's not the primary purpose that we're given the Holy Spirit. The primary purpose of the Holy Spirit is to embolden you and I to live our lives for Christ in such a way that people can't help but to see Jesus in our life. Church, the Holy Spirit is something that God has placed in you. If you're born again right now, you have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. But he wants to reveal himself so much more. And I would encourage you to begin to ask and to seek God for, to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. Just simply receive the gift. Because it's yours already. God's made it available to you. But see, I want you to understand that the Holy Spirit is something that is in us because he boldens us to be a witness. If you, Bible said, the Bible says, Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. There's no reason for anybody to be ashamed of Jesus. The world out there needs Jesus. Amen. Amen? And we got to take every opportunity to keep our lines in the water, keep fishing. You may not catch, you're not going to catch all of them, but you know what? You'll catch some of them. Amen? So that's one of the, those, those, that's the, the third weapon. The next one is this, and you know, I love this. I love to get into worship. How many likes worship? Just get in prayer, just work. I believe praise and worship is a tool that God's put in your toolbox. I mean, it will make the enemy flee. It will make armies run away. It'll make people just, I mean, you can bring the presence of God in place. It's going to change the atmosphere. But listen, listen to this. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, it was Jehoshaphat. Remember the story of Jehoshaphat? And what happened? I mean, there were three armies coming against him. And he sought God, and he conferred with the people. And the next day, he said, okay, here's what we're doing. We're sending the praisers out ahead of the army. How many of you think that would be a foolish tactic? We're going to send the praisers out ahead of us. And I want them to go out, and I want them to begin to sing and worship and just bring, praising God. And as they went, they, that's what they began to do. They began to praise God. And look what it says. It says, this is what they, say, they, they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. That's what they were singing. That's what they were praising and recognizing who God was. And all of a sudden, the word of God says these three armies turned on themselves. And they destroyed themselves. And all Israel had to do is go out and collect the bounty that was left over. Church, there's power when we praise. There's power when we worship. There's power. I don't just worship here on a Sunday morning. I, I, I try to live in a place of worship. I can be walking where I can be playing golf and I can just be there worshiping God as I'm walking down the fairway. It's better than cussing because you had a bad shot, you know. <laughs> but I can walk down the fairway just worshiping God and thanking God for who he is. I can drive in my car worshiping God. I can I can go into my house and worshiping God. I can mow the grass outside and worship God. And, that, and God want, desires us to be worshipers. He said that's what the main thing. We are called to be worshipers of God. We're supposed to offer our lives up as a, as a part of our worship. Amen. He said this is, this is not unreasonable to ask. He said that we are to live a life of worship. There's power when you worship God. You invite his presence into your circumstance. When you say come Holy Spirit, you're welcome. It's not welcome just in here. I pray God, Holy Spirit, you're welcome in here. Come right here. I surrender to you. Holy Spirit, fill me. Holy Spirit, I need you. 
God, I need you to pour out your spirit upon me. I need you to change me. I need you to make a work and do a work in me that will cause my life to shine and be gl- bring glory and honor to you. Church, I, well, I, there's, no, there's nothing like living in the presence of God because you, can, you don't have to leave there. You are the church. You are the temple of God. He dwells in you. And praise should be one of those in worship. I think it should be a regular routine in our lives. Amen? But not only that, church, not only has he given us all these things so far, you know, Jesus' name, the word of God, and praise, worship, and, and all these things. But here's another one. He's given us the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The gifts of the, you know, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are mainly not, I don't think they're really for the inside. No, I know we do have different gifts and stuff, but it's not just mainly for a, a corporate gathering. I believe the gifts are given for you to go out and use to fish with. And listen, can I just tell you this? Don't, don't sell yourself short on just one gift. How many know that all the gifts are available to anyone? You just have to be open. Now, I'm going to read a portion of Scripture that you guys are familiar with, but we're going to go to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we're going to start reading there. It says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you're, you're, you were Gentiles, carried away by these dumb idols, however you were led. Then he says, Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a curse, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Sincerely, nobody can really claim to to know Jesus except by the Holy Spirit. Then he says, there are diversities of gifts and the same Spirit. There are diversity, different uh, ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of of activities, but the same God who works all in all. You realize right there, that shows the Trinity right there? It shows God, God the Father, it shows the Holy Spirit, and it shows Jesus. Let me show you what I mean. He says, there are diversities of gifts, but the same but the same Spirit. There's different ministries, but the same Lord, speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ. And there are different ministries, uh, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities that are the same God. I, I, I mean, I think it's pretty clear there in that. But, listen, but that's not what we're going to get hung up on. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of who? All. For one is given the word of wisdom, through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge, through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of, the, of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another a prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues, to the, to the one, the, but the one and the same works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. So think about this. He, he, the, Paul was using these different illustrations about to one. But it's God who administrates them. It's, you don't possess a gift. The Holy Spirit lives in you. Now, you may be open to be used in one gift or another, but it's the Holy Spirit that administrates them. And all the gifts of the Spirit are available to any believer. It's available to any believer. 
God, you could be, the thing about it is, I think when the church begins to really step out, and you all of a sudden, you're, you're talking to somebody that's unsaved, or you're trying to win people to Christ, the, the anointing of God is going to be there. And the Holy Spirit may give you a word of wisdom to speak into their life, or a word of knowledge to speak into them. You know nothing about them, but God speaks to your heart, and you say, I, I, is this what's going on? And sometimes, I mean, just be open to the Spirit of God. All the gifts are for the church. And all the gifts are for each individual. Don't limit yourself. Say, well, I've, I've just got, I just operate in this gift. No, there's, there's gifts of the Spirit that all of us are to operate in. Amen? And God can do that if we will just open our hearts to Him. Church, God has gifted us. You have the Holy Spirit in you. You know what? We've got to surrender more to God that we can have our hearts opened that we can operate in what God has us to operate on. And this is the, like I said, it's nice to have a Sunday morning where we feel good about ourselves in the altar. And there's nothing wrong with it. We love those times. But church, the main reason the Spirit of God is put in you is to take it outside the church. That's the main reason. Do you believe that? That's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be doing everything we can and using all the tools and the tackle that God has given us to win souls for the kingdom of God. We're, we're not here with our stamp punch or our ticket punch to go to heaven. He said we're supposed to be working until he comes. We're supposed to be fishing until he comes. Amen. So think about that this morning. All the gifts of the spirit are available to each and every one. The next, I got to get going. Oh, I'm over time already. That's okay. (laughs) The next one, and real quick, and I I won't keep it long, but it's the armor of God. The armor of God. But I want to tell you something. I don't believe when you put the armor on, you're never supposed to take it off. Amen? You put it on in Christ. And when you put it on in Christ, you live in that armor. When you're in a battle, how many of those soldiers in battle never takes off their, their, their armor? They're ready at all times. And I think when, when, you, get, when you become a believer, I, you have received the armor of God. You just got to begin to put it on and live in it. Amen? Now, look what he says. Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil He says, listen to this, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. But how many know when we're out fishing for men, we're not not wrestling against the the human being. It's the spirit that's trying to keep them in captivity. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, all all to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the readiness of the gospel. Above all, take up the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take up the helmet of salvation. Listen, helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Now, there's, we don't have time to go through all the armor. Do. But that armor has been given to you through Jesus Christ. And the last one I want you to know this morning is this. Prayer. Prayer is, is so essential. I didn't put these in any certain order. I'm just laying them out. But there's much, much more tackle that God has for you. This is just a little sample of what we have this morning. The important thing. So, listen. 
The Word of God says this. The Lord is not slack in His promise, as some count slackness. But He is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to the knowledge of God or repentance. God is coming back. Jesus Christ is coming back. I believe that. You've only got a short time to fish. A short time to fish. And one day God's going to say, I want to see your catch. I want to see your catch. Are you, did you, why, why didn't you use the tackle I gave you? Why'd you just leave it in the box? I've given you my word. I've given you the Holy Spirit. I've given you the name of Jesus Christ to use. I've given you the gifts of the Spirit. I've given you all these things. I've given you the armor of God that you can put on. You didn't have to worry about what the fiery darts would be spit at you. Let me see your catch. If we stood before Christ today and he wanted to see your catch, what, what would he see when it comes to winning souls? I'd like, to, I'd like to think I'd have a stringer full or a bucket full. But that's just something to think about this morning. question is, are you using all the tackle that God has put in your box? Are you using all the tackle that God has put in your box? Second one is, are you open so the Holy Spirit can get your attention? So he can speak into your heart and empower you to be a witness? Are you open? Are you open that when you go down a shopping, maybe you're going down a grocery store aisle, and the Holy Spirit prompts you to pray for somebody or to speak to somebody? Just, just a question. Are you open for him to use you in that manner? When was the last time you shared your faith story? When was the last time you shared your faith story with someone who didn't know Christ? Just, just a question for you this morning. When was the last time you told your faith story? You say, what's, what's my faith story, Pastor? It's your story about how Christ has changed your life. What Christ has done in you. How your life has been transformed by Christ. And how their life can be transformed. Like I told you last week, the most, one of the most powerful things you have today is, the, is, is, is understanding your story and being able to share it. The people can't refute your story. So when was the last time you shared your faith story? And the last question is this, and this is for people right here in this room. Do you have a faith story? Do you have a faith story that you can tell? You say, what, are, what do you mean? In other words, has, have you accepted Jesus Christ into your life where he's transformed you and you can go and share that story with others? Do you have that faith story today? If you don't, I want to give you an opportunity to... to have a faith story by surrendering your life to Christ this morning. So, Father, right now in this place, God, as I look down and see my tackle box, God, there's so many lures and different things in it. But, God, the lures and tackle that you've put in my life are so much more than I could ever imagine, oh, God. And, God, I just pray, God, that I would be willing to use what you've put in my tackle box for your glory and for your honor. Father, I'd be willing to take the, the, the uh, lures, the tackle, Lord, spiritually.
God, and begin to exercise my faith to become a, a witness for your glory and for your kingdom. Because all of us are called, Lord, to win souls. You told us to go into all the world and make disciples. God, and I just pray this morning that we would just begin to allow that to happen in our lives. And God, right now, I just want to pray for those who right now that may not have a faith story, but they say, I want to have a faith story. I want to have a story of how Jesus changed my life. If that's you, with no one looking around, you say, Pastor, I want to give my heart to Christ this morning. Would you pray for me? I want to know him. And I want to, be, I want to have a story that I can tell of how God delivered me from my sin and my habits and my brokenness. If that's you, would you slip your hand up right where you are? I want to pray for you, yes? In the balcony? Don't want to miss anybody. You have a faith story. If you don't, and you say, I want one, just lift your hand. Okay. Father, I want to pray for these that raised their hand this morning. God, they want a faith story. They want to be able to tell their story of how you delivered them, how you set them free from sin. God, and I pray right now in the name of Jesus, God, that you would just make yourself so real, so powerful in their lives. I ask it in Jesus' name. With those that raised their hand, I'm just going to ask you to pray this prayer with me. Make it your own words, but also and pray it from faith in your, in your heart. But I, I'm just going to ask the entire church to join with you in praying this, okay? So pray with me this. Dear Jesus, I can't save myself. I need you today. Would you come into my life? Would you forgive me of my sin? Would you make me your child right now? In Jesus' name, I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. And I believe in my heart that he is my Savior. And I receive him now in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. If you prayed that prayer this morning, you are a brand new child in, in, the, in God's eyes. The old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. That's what the Word of God says. Let's welcome them into the family of God this morning. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Tower Hill Church Podcast. Our prayer is that this message encouraged and inspired you in your journey with Christ. For more information, you can visit our website at th.church or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Tower Hill NH. To give online, you can go to th.church. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.